To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, the Green Party says it's concerned by the joint US-New Zealand defence statement. The statement came out yesterday after the White House meeting and says we will partner with the US on security and defence. The Greens' global affairs spokesperson is Golris Garaman. Hi, Golris. Hi. What are you concerned about here? Well, my key concern uh, on behalf of the Green Party is the lack of detail and definition in what the government has announced. So they're, they're saying we're going to partner with the United States in terms of defence and security in the Pacific. Uh, they've said that will mean joint deployments, personnel exchanges and something uh, called interoperationality, which they haven't defined. So is that uh, the type of, uh, for example, surveillance that the US military does in our Asia-Pacific neighbourhood? They haven't said what kind of deployments we're happy to partner with the US on, and you know, we know that sometimes US deployments aren't the type of deployments that the New Zealand public wants our government to go in on. Um, so yeah, so the lack of detail and clarity is really concerning. What wouldn't you want us to do with them? Well, this is a country uh, who has been our ally for a long time, and that's great. We want to maintain that, but it's also a nation that's waged wars. Uh, it has supported and propped up uh, governments and other types of non-governmental organisations that, that our values don't accord with. Um, they do the mass surveillance um, that's often illegal that we don't necessarily want New Zealand to be involved with. Um, what most of our military does in the Pacific is environmental monitoring, disaster relief, um, and that kind of support. So, you know, is it going to veer our defence forces off into the kinds of things that the US mostly does? Or is it them supporting our environmental monitoring and disaster relief? <laughs> it's just really unclear. If we became allies of the US, would you be comfortable with that? If it was well-defined enough and the government told uh, the New Zealand public what our bottom lines are, you know, that we won't necessarily um, be the subordinate party to the US if it, if it does go into, into some kinds of uh, warlike deployment, uh, that, that we're not going to do anything that undermines international rule of law. You know, we are a Pacific nation. Our focus should be on the types of things that actually empower our Pacific neighbours to be less dependent on the likes of China or the US at the end of the day. Thanks, Golris. Golris Garaman, Green Party Global Affairs spokesperson with us. Now to unpack this a little bit more is Defence Analyst Paul Buchanan. Evening, Paul. Oh, good evening, Heather. And by the way, congratulations on becoming a mother. <laughs> well, thank you. Very... <laughs> I'll tell you, the challenges of uh, nurturing a infant and toddler far away uh, the issues that you tend to talk about. Oh, thank you. That's very kind. It is quite full on. But anyway, listen, on this business with China and the U.S., are these concerns from the Green Party about that statement valid? Oh, not really. I mean, unfortunately, when Golris talks, I'm reminded of my days of a lifeguard where you can tell when someone's clearly out of their depth. Uh, the fact is, is that the setup to the joint statement issued by the United States and New Zealand yesterday was uh, done in the Wellington and Washington agreements in 2009 and 2011 in which the New Zealand government committed itself 
to a bilateral military uh, relationship with the United States across a broad range of endeavor from humanitarian assistance and disaster relief to counterterrorism and everything in between. So this merely reaffirms what was already written. And, 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 and the irony is that it took China showing up in the mix for those agreements to actually become practical reality. Nothing was really done other than the annual RIMPACT exercises and those sort of things, you know, things that have been on the books for a long time, uh, until the Chinese have now made their very bold play on uh, creating a sphere of influence in the South Pacific. So uh, nothing really has changed, to be honest with you. The language of the joint declaration was a bit too U.S.-centric for my taste, simply because the U.S. views the Pacific in traditional security terms, which means it sees it as an area of contestation between great powers. We don't look at the Pacific that way. Uh, I'll give Goldriss credit there. We tend to look at the Pacific as a non traditional security zone where we emphasize uh, climate change, resource depletion, uh, involuntary migrations, criminal organizations, things that don't involve military on military power. But that declaration seemed to be leaning us into a, a U.S. perspective, which, quite frankly, for a country that claims to be independent in its foreign policy, is probably not the best look, okay. particularly in China. So so uh, there have been some comments that suggest that the signing of the Indo-Pacific Economic Framework and now this statement from the U.S. are an indication that we are starting to lean more towards uh, the U.S. and away from China. Is that fair to assume that? Heather, we've been leaning towards the U.S. for a long time. How long? I mean, this, is, this has been telegraphed. I mean, this has been telegraphed since the key government – yeah. You know, it has to be incremental. We have to be diplomatic about it because we are so vulnerable to China on the economic front. And today's statements by the Chinese, I mean, let's face it, they threatened us today in a very overt way on economic matters. I mean, we're the Achilles heel of the Anglophone alliance, if you will. So we've got to tread really, really delicately and so far, quite frankly, the fifth the the Labour government has done fairly well, but I just thought, you know, we moved a little bit too far. Uh, perhaps it was a diplomatic courtesy to President Biden after a very successful trip by mm. Prime Minister Ardern. But as you can well see, the proof is in the pudding. The Chinese but, 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 reacted very badly. Paul, the Chinese always react badly. Is this different? Uh, this is different. And Why? The, it, the, the reason it's different, see, our change... Uh, from a, let's say, a neutral or an agnostic stance, right? We straddled the fence between China and the United States for a very long time. For over a decade, we've started to tilt, at least in the security field, back to the West. You know, the days yeah. of the you know, non-nuclear stuff and everything, they, they are over. Now, that was not caused by an ideological shift in New Zealand. Let's be clear. You know, we still are a trade-oriented nation. We welcome trade with the Chinese. However, Chinese behavior, both at mm. home and abroad, 
the de facto political annexation of Hong Kong, the treatment of the weakers, and then their behavior in the South China Sea has all pushed New Zealand in a pro-Western direction because the Chinese don't follow the liberal international rules and norms that we champion. I mean, New Zealand is a champion of the liberal international order. So, of course, we would react badly to Chinese usurpations of the rule-based order, but we're too weak to do anything by ourselves. So we partner with stronger partners. The The media one is Australia. The bigger one is the United States. That's what we're seeing, and China can see it coming, and they don't like it. Paul, it's so good to talk to you. Thank you for explaining all of that to us. That is defence analyst Paul Buchanan.